And now for our band, Green Day! By the way, they're not the real Green Day. Thought we should just rip that band-aid off quickly. Okay. <laughs> I'm Mike. <laughs> and I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. We are just so excited about uh, the Earth and it being Envirodale here at Good Morning Envirodale this week. It's true. We're all about saving the planet, doing green things mm-hmm. um, at Envirodale. Everything is green, mm-hmm. super green. Just remember, we have not changed our Twitter, uh, so it is still at Good Greendale. Right, because green is right there in the name. Mm-hmm. We don't even as, need to change it. Unlike as Star our Burns tells us, title. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we didn't the funny start thing on is, the rails this week. <laughs> the funny thing is, I had some question I was going to ask you to start off the episode, Ooh, but it, and it I seems forgotten to be it because now. I got so distracted with our pre-show <laughs> Patreon bonus. Um. I would love to know what that question would have been, but it seems to be gone forever. And I don't have one this week. So instead Classy. of questions, we just have so, some dead air for you this week. I hope you enjoy. Good joke. God, what was I going to ask? It was something about something. You're, you're um, making a pod ghost ghost of me right now, Ben. It's, it's true. Um, so... Environment, environment, public speaking, um, uh, like anything. Is this, is this giving you anything? No, I got nothing. I don't remember (laughs) what I was talking about. Um, clearly I have kind of lost it over here. Um, if it helps, it's April 14th at about six o'clock PM Pacific. Does that trigger any ideas? Um, well, it is possibly. Yes. Today is the anniversary of steamed hams. Uh, that's all you need to know. Um, so, uh, but I do, I do want to point out though, because we're going to start out very quickly into, because uh, in the very first scene we get that moment where the dean is talking about how they he's renamed the school Envirodale for the week. Yep. I do want to point out that literally you have been talking about this joke for years (laughs) you've brought up this joke i think maybe four different times on our previous podcast that was about futurama (laughs) and you have a great joke i love it so much you have repeatedly brought it up and now here we are we did the moment the moment you have been waiting for since literally we were still talking about futurama years ago here we are at envirodale yeah, so that was a that was a thing that NBC always used to do. I don't know if they still do it, but um oh, all yeah, of their all of their sitcoms uh every every April for uh Earth Day, the week in which Earth Day was contained in they try not to think about that sentence too yeah, much. I was, they, I was just like Ben Ben said a sentence, I'm just gonna look over here and drink my beer. They would have these like really oddly themed uh, green Mm -hmm. 
episodes and the little peacock symbol down in the corner would, would be, also be green yeah green and honestly every single show was just like yeah i don't know it's a weird thing they're making us do we're gonna be really um passive aggressive about it al gore is gonna be here now um he was in two episodes of 30 rock for this whole Makes stunt sense. um I just love that that community and we're going to get not get ahead of ourselves a little bit, but it basically is like we're going to do it in the first first scene and the last. And that's about it. Uh huh. I mean, that's about the extent all of the NBC shows did. Um, I mean, 30 Rock uh, is that's the other one that I'm mostly familiar with. Sure. That did this. Um, they would like I mean, I guess in one they were trying to get like a whole um uh, environmental themed episode for their show on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it was mostly just like, yeah, management's making us do this. <laughs> like, it always had the energy of like when you go to the grocery store and the the person has a button that says ask us about our pickles and you say so how about those pickles and they sigh a very (laughs) heavy sigh (laughs) and roll their eyes and they're just like they're picklicious you any other questions how hard they're gherkin how hard they're gherkin yeah exactly i think i said it (laughs) wrong but yeah Right. And then they're like, your total's fifty seven ninety two paper. And they just plastic. want to finish this interaction. Uh-huh. Um, um Yeah. So I, yes. I miss going to grocery stores, my friend. <laughs> Do you really? I, I, kind of. It there's there's a normalcy when you go to a, a grocery store. Not to bring this back to the current situation, but it I haven't been to one in quite a while. Okay. Um I mean, I used to work at a grocery store, so... So did I. <laughs> I was a bagger. Me too. I only, I only bagged. They never gave me... It, they, they gave me training to be a cashier, but they were like, no, we can't trust this guy. Which fair. Um, so I I was a backup checker, so I, I never was officially was one, but um, if there was... If it got really busy, they could put me in a check stand and so i could do that Mm -hmm. and i am here to tell you that you will remember if if you worked uh, as a checker there are certain produce codes you will remember for the rest of your life bananas are 4011 that's the big one that's the one community season one (laughs) episode 10 environmental science uh we start talking about it now we're doing it we're we're getting into it we uh, the cafeteria dean is kicking off the new green week uh, and Greendale is becoming Envirodale. He's printed out 5,000 posters. Starburns points out, you got, we were already Greendale. It's already right there in the name. Um, and There's, uh, there's also going to be a free rock concert by Green Day. Yeah, the Dean looks very smug about that. He's like, what do you think about that? And Starburns is like, eh. Yeah. Uh, he honestly dean, doesn't seem like much of a Green Day fan. No, not really. What uh, do you think... Dean, what music do you think Starburns listens to? Name one band. Okay, I was going to name a genre, not a band. Okay. Because he feels like a ska fan to me. Okay, not not what I was going to go with. Okay, um, I'd love to know I what was, you were going to go with. I was going to go with Black Sabbath. 
Okay, but sure. He only know he only remembers the names of like five songs. Ooh, I like Sabbath. that. That is a good detail to mm-hmm. Starburns that does feel correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just feels like he's going to be a rude boy and skank all over the place. To okay. me. Okay. Um, I, I legitimately, I learned these terms on an episode of <laughs> uh, Back to the Futurama, I believe it was. Yes. And uh, I have constantly been using them ever since because sometimes my wife will say that I'm rude and I'm like, I'm such a rude boy. And then I just start playing ska and skank out the room. And she's like, I don't know why I'm married to you. Uh-huh. How's it's that, a good marriage. Uh, how's that quarantine going, by the way? Um, We're not grunting at each other yet. At some point, we will we will be reduced from words to grunts, like this podcast sometimes is. The dean is like, okay, we need to redo these. And his assistant is like, but we printed 5,000. He's like, we'll print 5,000 more. I'm trying to save the planet here. It's such a good line. Such a good line. And that is the entirety of the uh, Green Week message that we get from community this year. There's no further we should save the planet sort of message in this. It's just don't print 5,000 posters without proofing them first. Right. We do Which get honestly, a Green Day concert later, but that's a different discussion. But that, okay. Green Day is not really saving the planet, first of all. But like, it's, a, it's Green Week. It's not Save the Planet Week. Okay. To, it, it's a theme, sure. But you know. I don't think Green Day has any songs about saving the planet. Um, well, I don't think either of us knows the entire unless, catalog of Green Day because we're not they, talking... What? Did they do the theme song to Captain Planet? <laughs> I'm pretty sure no. Um, I like, <laughs> I like the it, poll. Wouldn't it be cool if Green Day did a cover of the Captain Planet theme song? So we move on to Spanish. <laughs> you can't just drop that and move on. <laughs> I'm I'm ejecting here. We're moving on. <laughs> you realized you you were like I don't have a full thought here. I just want to drop this and move. Look, I made my statement. It's Green Day's turn now. They need to accept or reject this proposal. Yeah, Green um, Day, come at us and also DM us so you can be on the pod. Uh huh. Send us a demo of the Captain Planet cover that you're gonna do. Just um, us though. Uh, and then it needs we'll, to drop we'll here first. It, on the podcast. On, it needs to drop here on Good Morning Envirodale before it, uh, anywhere else. We want the exclusive on this in Spanish class. <laughs> are you happy now, Mike? We've we've. I sometimes you got a yes and the 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 jokes towards Green Day. You just got a yes and in Spanish class. Uh, they're taking a test. Chang says pencils down. Everybody takes her hand off of their paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their pencils, and they lift them up like they're being arrested. I'm not surprised by them doing that based on Chang's reactions to things. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yes, Chang says pencils down, Annie is still writing, and then Chang does this maneuver where he just picks up, he grabs the front legs of the desk, pulls the desk out into the hallway with Annie still sitting in it, and then just closes the door just closes the door uh it's some pretty good physical comedy i it's have very to say good. uh and then chang says i want you all to write a one-page essay in espanol called annie's mistake they kind of have a go back and forth bef- when it 
and, and every time that somebody challenges him for like what we can't even say that many words in spanish is like 20 pages it ends up being it goes up from one to, to six pages to uh after britta tries to like suck up to chang a little bit it mm-hmm. turns into a 20 pages essay on ass kissing to be fair i don't think I, she's ass kicking a little bit but she's also like damage control <laughs> i mean she's she's playing some uh game theory right here right now right like she's like hey if y'all just keep talking we're just gonna get more pages like she's trying to be the logical one right and then of course for and Brenda, then takes anytime, it just a little bit too far yeah every time that Brenda tries to be the logical one she gets smacked down in just a just a fashion that's like hey stop being logical you're supposed to be weird later on in the study room everybody is upset um because i would be too (laughs) they need to write a 20 page paper by monday in spanish Shirley even points out right she's like this is spanish one i know how to ask where the bathroom is and that uh tables are female like that's all i know. know um certainly so not they enough need, to to have a coherent 20 page argument right so honestly i don't know if i could write a 20 page paper in english on ass kissing by next monday because like what what is that what does that paper even look like well let's we need to outline it out we gotta okay. you gotta outline it you gotta say you know you gotta come with a topic you gotta back up those facts mm-hmm. and then you gotta get out of there as a, you know with a good final statement but there's got to be a whole lot of facts about ass ki- kissing there hmm okay i guess i can spend some time talking about the etymology exactly of, see that's a good point uh-huh start out with that webster's dis- webster's dictionary defines ass kissing as um i don't think it's in webster's um i it's think it's probably in urban. in urban dictionary let me it's let definitely me just Google urban. that urban dictionary dot com ben okay. finds a word on urban dictionary dot com ass kissing by ben mooney <clears throat> <laughs> urban dictionary defines ass kissing as to suck up to somebody most likely to get something in return the success rate is a two out of ten but can be a three out of ten if the person is mildly attractive hmm that's a good um, opening statement in your 20 page it's true it draws the reader in without mm-hmm. being too specific so it's true everybody is upset shirley is upset because she has a speech for her class that she needs to give she has to give a presentation and public speaking gives her the sweats mm-hmm. yeah and it's for her marketing class so it's all about you know what she wants to do with her business plan um pierce offers to help and she immediately accepts and says this is how bad it is you guys mm-hmm. so i do have a question um about pierce specifically because sure in watching this and actually you know taking time to take notes and, and take a little bit more of a critical eye to this my question about pierce because he always is like hey this is totally a thing i can help with whether sure. it's writing a song for the school whether it's hypnotherapy to get Britta to stop smoking, whether it's helping Shirley practice for her speech. How much of this do you think is just Pierce 
trying to look like he knows everything about everything and how much of it is he actually has something in him that makes him want to help because he jumps to help very quickly he does but most of the time it seems to be things that he is not at all qualified to actually do so I think this one is actually an outlier because he is qualified to do this. I mean, it. I, I think I don't think we have gotten it all set up, but I think he was CEO of Hawthorne Wipes for a while. Right. Um. So he has had to do public speaking, and he's he's clearly quite quite good at it. He's done Toastmasters, et cetera, et cetera. So this is actually a a peer, an actual source of strength for him. Right. But I'm I'm talking with everything else, motivation here though. Sure. I, I'm just saying for everything else, it's. I, uh, it's not a source of strength, but I think he wants to project that strength. And okay. so, so this is, so again, like I said, this is a, one where it's a little bit, it actually works because that is a source of strength for him, even though he's kind of a jerk about how to, to teach it. I uh, will get to that. But most of the time he wants, he wants to project that he's cool. He's strong. He's, he can be helpful. Like he want. I mean, if you later on in the episode, it clear, it clearly points out that he wants people to like him okay based on the way that he reacts when jeff is not in the room and he tries to be jeff because he thinks that everybody likes jeff because he's so cool okay so So i think that his i will i will help even though i you know like i've i've done music before i can do this there's there's obviously that optimism that confidence that may not be earned entirely but there is part of like i do want people to like me even though i'm you know like i it some of the stuff he can't change about himself but like he wants to be liked okay that 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 often to me at least causes a lot of the conflicts around pierce because he does want to be liked and then when people really don't like him he he kind of turns that into an angry like he kind of turns that into an armor it's like well you didn't like me in the first place so i'm gonna just screw you up okay um i think that i think that tracks um i just because i know he's he's kind of you know, he likes uh, trying to pass himself off as more of an expert than he usually is. Sure. And I've definitely known a lot of people who are like that. But um, the thing that I noticed here in this moment was that every time he tries to do, well, not every time, a lot of the times he tries to do that are legitimately him offering to help people. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess I'd never really taken the time to notice that before. So I just wanted to know what you thought about that. That makes sense. Um, I, I do think at least in the early section of the show where we've, you know, all the ones that we've watched so far, he is, he, he does want to be liked. Um, okay. I don't know if that, you know, it's been a while since I've watched a lot of the other ones, especially. I mean, as we, we will get, get into of, it. We'll get into it. And especially as we leave season, season one, because that's the one I've recently where he kind of like possibly turns a little bit but everybody does in in the show but at least early on his motivation is if i do this for for them i will show that i am cool i am strong and they will like me okay so troy and abed are also upset because they are behind on their biology assignment and abed lets us know that it is because troy is afraid of rats uh troy doesn't see it this way he chooses not to be around rats because they're unpopular like centipedes and lakes i would argue lakes are pretty popular that's my thought as well but here's what i'm thinking there's literally one state out there that's like yeah we've got a lot of lakes and that's a good thing we've got a big crater one in this state and everybody seems to like it i'm just saying i think he thinks that 
that things that he's scared of are actually unpopular instead. It's a it's a defense mechanism. I'm just glad there are no United States states that are like, yo, we've got 10,000 centipedes. Land of 10,000 centipedes. I think a lot of states do have that number of centipedes. They're just not they just proud of it. They're just not ad- advertising it. Um, so they decide that someone needs to do something about this. Why don't we all look at Jeff at the same time and then get him to talk to Je- uh, to Chang so that they don't have to do this stupid mm-hmm. assignment about uh, ass kissing. Yeah, Jeff looks up from his phone and realizes everybody is staring at him. And he's like, sometimes you're all right. What was I zoning out on? I don't want to spend too much more time on this specific scene, but Annie does do a thing about the gravy train leaving the station and she she pantomimes sure. a locomotive. And it's kind of amazing. And everyone else is like, she does not represent us. Yeah. Well, guess what, handsome hobo? Your gravy train's leaving the station. Ignore what she's doing. We are serious. Is very funny to me. Meanwhile, in the dean's office, we get one of my all-time favorite gifts ever, where the dean... And and so, okay, let me break this down. You have to, like... this is this is, this is f- very good. We cannot mess this one up. <laughs> this is the first time. I mean, unless well, okay. There is the one little bit where the dean is like, you know, I'll give you a, a cuddle, cuddle up with you, knight, if you join the debate team, right? But this is the first time the dean really starts getting a little weird. Yeah, he starts and- getting fleshed out as a character. And the more of the Dean we see, the more I love the Dean. Agreed. Because he is just so good. And Jim Rash continues to be so good. He's a treasure. Dean Pelton is on his work computer looking up videos of, and I, don't, I couldn't, I tried to get a, a better uh, look at what this website actually was, but it's a video of a man <laughs> dressed up like a Dalmatian, a beefy dalmatian with like abs for days abs for days and the dean is just like this better not awaken anything in me it's so good it is what the best one of the best reaction gifts ever between this and an episode in season three community has just two of the best reaction gifts that ever existed it they're so good so yes i forgot because i know the dean starts out you know, kind of neurotic, but decently, like, you know, normal. I forgot just how early the Dalmatian thing shows up, though. Yeah, it it it's, <laughs> it's what, the 10th episode or something like that? And it's it just is like, the 10th episode. And it is literally just like, let's take the left turn now. <laughs> uh, now, I do, I am like, okay. Is he just googling these things randomly and it literally awakens something in him or is he for our benefit being like well okay i'm actually really into this but this is like this is not this is not my normal thing but it it might awaken something in me wink like how much how much is he just like trying to justify this to an audience he doesn't even know is there right i i <laughs> because that's not a normal not thing people say you don't you don't look at a thing and you're like i hope this doesn't awaken anything in me 
Like, I mean, I do now because of this show. Well, right, but yeah. Failing it's that. It's a very funny thing to see on a television screen. I'll say that. Right. I, I, I think this has a situation where he's like maybe goofing off with a friend and trying to find the weirdest videos. Okay, I've definitely done that before. And sending them back and forth to uh, at this time, probably via AIM, and just sending them back and forth. And then like finally getting ones like, oh, this isn't, oh, no. Oh, oh, no, oh, no. You know, that kind of situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have we've spent literally like, we spent like 10 minutes talking about the Dean uh, and his Dalmatian thing. And it's pretty much the point of this podcast now. Yeah, it is the point of the podcast. And it is on screen so far for about five seconds. His assistant, I guess, is who she is. She comes in. It, 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 she's a one episode person. She I don't think she says, ever comes back. Green Day is here. And he meets a he's going out to expect a uh, pop punk band. Yeah. Billy. uh, Billy. Oh, no. I know this. It's Billy something. It's Billy Joe Armstrong. There it is. Found it. And and his crew. Uh huh. And instead, he finds a band called Green Day with E's on the end of both Green and Day. And it is an Irish band. Yes. Like a traditional Irish folk band. It's it's pretty terrific. I forgot they 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 made the joke halfway through instead of right at the end. It's very good. So in Chang's office, Jeff shows up to try to talk Chang out of this uh, this this whole essay thing. Sure. And Jeff is like, "Hey, can I ask you something?" And Chang's like, "You're not gonna figure me." And Jeff's like, "Did your wife leave you?" And Chang's mind immediately gets blown. Yeah. And he's like, how did you know? And Jeff reveals his logic. And because um, he, he has to has done a lot of picking juries where you re- read the little stuff, you know, like wearing the same shirt twice in one week. Teaching the word esposa means liar. And a picture in his office with a woman with a dialogue over her, a dialogue balloon over her head that says, enjoy it while it lasts. That's some sad, <laughs> sad things. That, um, that's a lot of time in your office looking at this picture when you're sad. Traditionally, you just put the picture down. Traditionally, down, yes. And then you don't have to look at your wife who left you. Yeah. Or, I'm, no, you know, I'm no expert on things. wives leaving. But that's what TV has taught me. You don't put yeah. a speech bubble. I'm also not an expert in this, but it would be a put it away or th- tear up the picture or something like that. You know, that that would be mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. go to, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, draw a mustache and black out a tooth. So it looks oh, like that's she's good. missing a tooth. The classic, classic, classic bus stop graffiti on like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those those ad- lawyer advertisements that are on the the. But that's not appreciating a lawyer. It's not appreciating a lawyer. uh, If you want to hear more about that, listen to our pre-show banter on Patreon. So uh, Chang gets real with Jeff and he explains how he met his wife salsa dancing and she loved the way he danced. And um, I do also want to point out here in this office, there's a really big painting of Chang as a matador that says El Tigre on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is astoundingly narcissistic, but you know. <laughs> well, you know, Chang. And uh, 
they they you know they have a, a good little talk and and Chang's like you know what Jeff I like you uh and then pulls out a jar of pickled bull testicles which you know it's a thing yeah and Jeff is like are you offering or requesting I mean, I've never had them pickled, but I've had I've had bull testicle before. Sure, um, that's th- those are Rocky, Mo- Mount Rocky Oysters, Mountain right? Oysters. Rocky Mountain Oysters, a thing that I thought everybody knew what they were until after I moved out uh, away from Colorado, and I would say the phrase, and people would be like, "I I don't know what," and I'm like, "Cool, I get to explain what bull testicles <laughs> are to more people." <laughs> Meanwhile, in bio. Everyone is singing to rats. Nobody in this class can particularly sing very well. Garrett um, is has a very interesting and funny song, Garrett's, but it's not good. Garrett has the most aggressive rendition of Row, Row, Row Your Boat that I have ever heard. Row, row, row your boat. He punches that last uh, consonant harder than I've ever punched any consonant in my life. <laughs> Abed is singing the song Somewhere Out There from Five All, mm-hmm. uh, an American tale. Is that the one? Is it? I don't remember which one. I don't know I'm going to look this just, up before the internet yells at me. Yeah, I, I looked it up and found a, uh, a version of it from Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, that's the one. I, I didn't know Linda Ronstadt did this. Wild. Um, but yeah, the original is the uh, in the soundtrack of an american tale uh written by james horner barry mann and cynthia weil wheel wheel we w-e-i-l it reached number eight in the united kingdom number six in ireland and number two in both the united states and canada um oh yeah and it is a single by linda ronstadt okay i'm gonna freaking listen to like linda ronstadt is really good i'm gonna listen to that later. oh yeah linda ronstadt and james ingram recorded a pop version of it for the film's closing credits in the main okay. body of the film, the song was performed by Philip Glasser and Bethy Cathcart in the characters of Mice and Tanya Maskovitz. Neat. So, um, so much of this just got cut, though, because... Because <laughs> <laughs> it's me reading a Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. Abed is singing the song Somewhere Out There from An American Tale. And I was just like, of course, that is a total Abed move, because... In in all the time, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely in Abed. Um, here in the, in quarantine times, I am here to tell you I've made so many random pop culture song references about the stupidest things. So uh, we got to this scene, and I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm Abed. <laughs> Troy is a little is anxiously fidgeting, and is like, you just had to pick a duet, didn't you? I mean, I think it's worth experimenting on whether or not rats respond better to duets or solos that's that's an interesting thought that i did not realize the community was asking and yet here it is and yes abed has also named the rat fival because of course he did and uh troy in his uh strong dislike of unpopular rats freaks the f out Mm -hmm. and in the in the process uh, of jumping up onto the desk because uh, one of the rats has gotten loose. Uh, he knocks over Fievel's cage and Fievel runs off and everyone laughs at Troy. And he's like, Everybody shut up! I'll kick all your asses! But y'all have to come up here! 
this one is better physicality than the line delivery, but you know, the line delivery is so good anyway. So, you know, he, he Troy, Troy's just, just terrific. Back in Chang's office, Jeff is trying to convince Chang that, you know, life is pretty good as a single guy. Um, just hang out with me and I'll show you. And Chang says, well, how about tonight? And that Jeff uses this as his like, oh, man, sorry, I can't. I've got that 20 page essay. So Chang does the smart thing and cancels the essay for Jeff and Jeff only. Yeah, Jeff is immediately like, oh, everyone's going to be so excited. And Chang, like, dastardly smile goes like, oh, not for everybody, just my new buddy Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff is like, like, wait, everybody's going to be pissed at me. And then realizes he can save himself and grabs Chang's jacket and puts it on him really quickly. Yep. Uh, classic Jeff. Classic Jeff classic Winger. Classic Jeff Winger. He has seized the day, as it were. The next morning... Jeff is very hungover. He is wearing sunglasses inside. He is in the cafeteria trying to get some black coffee. Getting some coffee. He is, uh, you know, he, he, so here's the thing I love. Okay. Jeff is an established liar. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's one of his defining traits. The group knows this and granted he's a very charismatic liar. So they let him get away with a lot. But he is he is a known liar, and in his hangover state, he delivers such gems as my pupils are sensitive to light because Chang yelled at me so much. <laughs> it's so good. And even so skeptical Britta is just she she gives him this kind of weird look and comes up to with comes to the conclusion that. He's hiding something, but everybody, and that, that's as far as she goes. Like, yeah. I would not stop at, I think he's hiding something. Yeah, something seems off about this, and everybody's like, come on, Britta. Everybody else is like, oh, yeah, no, that story about being yelled at so much that my pupils are sensitive to light now, that that's, totally tracks. That tracks 100%. That's happened to everybody, right? Yeah. You get yelled at so Cer- hard. Certainly it's happened sunglasses. to me. I've gotten yelled at a lot. So much, you needed prescription sunglasses. And I do have them, and they're very good for when I get yelled Ergo, at a lot. logic says it's true. See, we proved you it know, with logic. See, we're, we're helping Jeff out here. Lawyered. So. And I appreciate you, friend. Troy hears Abed calling for him, and Troy's like, oh no, Abed wants help. I need to run. <laughs> after immediately calling Britta cold so when Abed comes up um, he's like hey I'm trying to find Fival and Britta says uh, he probably found more rats and is living with them very happily Abed, Abed says, says T- join us in reality Britta I, l- I love how because like Britta always tries to play the mom right right and I love how how often it, it comes up specifically with the Britta Abed dynamic where Britta is like, we really need to baby him because he is such a, a precious soul. Mm-hmm. And Abed's just like, no, I know it's not re- just stop Britta. Like, yeah. 
I also like the idea because because kind of the mom of a group can be kind of a trope, and the fact that everybody rejects her as the mom of the group is very funny to me. And there is literally a mom in the group. Literally, surely that is there. <laughs> and yeah, Britta is always she. I mean, she's got to play the mom, which is wild to me. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's I like. I like Britta's uh, mom dynamic because she's so bad at it. She's with a lot of things that Britta does. And as we keep going, we'll find out more and more things she does very badly. It's kind of a long list. So later, uh, later on, uh, Shirley is practicing her speech and she is just sweating up a storm. She's sweating up a storm. She is really not good at this she says the phrase i believe that fusing brownies with the internet is going to create the next napster for brownies i don't see any problem with this ben i would be on board with that uh that business plan the thing that i love about this is if you add in a lot of confidence Mm mm-hmm take out all the ums that she says and just like make her a you know trust fund white guy yeah like a 22 year old white man 20 22 year old trust fund kid in a suit you throw these same buzzwords into his mouth he just got an angel investor baby yeah he sure did he's got 10 million to make napster for brownies yeah we brownie (laughs) so you know she's got all the buzzwords she just needs the confidence and to be a 22 year old uh white trust fund kid i really like the fact that we're like look at the privilege that this guy has that she doesn't isn't that funny (laughs) i mean i'm ripping on rich white guys that's true we're we're, we're punching up to be fair i will i i do order brownies off the internet it just happens to be called Postmates now. Exactly. See, she was ahead of her time. I mean, we've talked about this with, with brownies on Etsy, right? She it's was just true. ahead of her time. Brownies on Etsy, Postmates, they're everywhere now. If she could have just gotten her buzzword speech together, she would be a millionaire. Well, hold on. Let me look at my last Postmates delivery. It was from Bennett's Brownies. <laughs> Maybe she did. Pierce is there, and like you mentioned earlier, Pierce is actually, for once, he actually knows what he's talking about. I mean, he does kind of, you know, do some some wild exaggeration, like, never lock your knees, because you know what happens? You die. Don't think it, you die, necessarily, because, again, I've I been mean, on stage as a singer. You, you lock your knees so you don't pass out and fall over. I mean, over. He's, he's pretty old. If he passes out on stage, he might die. I don't think Shirley would. <laughs> He's, he only can give advice as himself. That is true. You only have the perspective that you have. And if you're Pierce Hawthorne, you have a wild perspective. So he's actually giving some, pre- I mean, the, the knees and dying thing aside, he's giving some pretty good advice. Yeah. You know, and when again, you want to drive. Other, some other choices, like just yelling back filler words. Um, like. But see, here's the thing. I think, so that's, that's a really frustrating way to deal with filler words 
but damn if it's not effective. <laughs> okay, it's shown to be effective in a scripted television show of full of actors. No, I okay. So no one has ever shouted um at me every time I say um, but stuff like okay. that, stuff like that works because you don't realize how often you say that kind of stuff, how often sure. you use filler words until well, one, until you edit a podcast of yourself talking, because the number of ums I remove from both of us in this is probably staggering. <sighs> yeah, uh, it is. It is staggering. I need somebody to stand right behind me while doing a podcast. And every time I go, uh, so let's go. Um, <laughs> that would help. I do appreciate that you 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 put on yourself the uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, the the ability to make us sound a little smarter when we're saying (laughs) the dumbest stuff imaginable. But so like when I was in college and I'm not super proud of it, but my friend Nate, the same Nate of, can we really trust Nate? We got in this really bad habit where we would make your mom jokes, right? It is a bad habit. I get it. And so it was, it got so bad that it'd be like, you know, like if you're like, oh, you know, I went to the store today and be like, your mom went to the store today. And it's like, that's not even that's you're, nothing. I'm, I'm that's nothing. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting your time. I'm wasting everyone who had to just listen to that time. That is not a joke. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not clever. So it got so bad that it got to the point where we we're like, OK, because like we it was it was uh, an impulsive thing. Like we couldn't sure. stop. So we're like, it's, okay. It's, it, but I, I will say your mom is better used as a tactical strike. It can't just be everything. It, right. It once you just drop it in once or twice, boom, exactly. you've done it. But if exactly. you do it every, everything I say, then whatever. Who cares? So if if one of us would, would be like, oh, your mom went to the store today, uh, the other person would get to slap the other one's hand really, really hard. Oh, I see. So Physical there was, pain. There was physical pain involved, but you know what? I have not done in many, many years. Gone, oh, your mom went to the store. So it works, okay? It's not, there. these are not pleasant ways it's to true. deal with vocal tics. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, you, you, the, the results, they speak for themselves. The results speak for themselves. So, you know, it's, it is a really frustrating, you know, when you're up there giving a speech and you say, you know, these brownies, uh, and someone, you know, shouts, uh, back at you, that's not fun, but it's going to make you think really hard before you, you use filler words, because otherwise you are eventually going to punch an old man in the face and you may kill him because his knees are locked and then you go to jail. Mm-hmm. So and you have to weigh that whole whole scenario in your head because was it possibly worth it right so yes he also gives the advice to use uh, (laughs) attention grabbing words like multiple orgasm which surely doesn't feel very comfortable with somehow i figured you'd want to talk about the multiple orgasm line i mean it's me and also (laughs) uh when you want to drive a point home hand them a sandwich hand them a sandwich which which she initially uh fails to do by having her palm down so she's like you you just dropped the sandwich which is it's such a very very funny like little moment but it's it, it it's one of my favorites 
back in Espanol. Senor Chang is giving a two versus usted lesson. A difficult thing for all of us English speakers to conceptualize because we only have the one form of second Mm -hmm. person. It's all about formality, which is true, but his lesson somehow is sexist, racist, and ageist. Oh, yeah. No, he's... It's um, all bad. I feel like the entirety of the, the rant is like, okay, so it's about respect, but you're not... You'd still use usted, even if you're calling somebody dirty or, you know, whatever. But, like, not a great lesson, my dude. Yeah, it's not great. Um, But he does tell everybody that the essay that he had announced earlier will be 30% of everyone's grade. Uh, But Jeff has already turned in his essay. Oh, and there will also be a quiz on Monday. Yep, so you got to do this essay and you got to study for a quiz. Uh, which he, uh, after class, basically is like, hey, guess what? My buddy, my friend, Jeff Winger, you get an A+. plus Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're hanging out, and that's super fun. So as they're kind of leaving the room and laughing and stuff, uh, they run into the rest of the study group, and Jeff knows that he's, uh, he's, he's, he's in trouble. He displays a lot of fake outrage in order to get in his way, and it almost works. It almost does. He does get to leave the situation, which is, you know, a pretty good win for Jeff at this moment. I mean, considering what he just got busted doing, you know, like everyone was like, oh, well, you you said you were, you know, trying to help us all out. And really, you were just wetting your own whistle. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, yeah, he he's super busted. Yeah. Uh, the next scene uh, in Chang's office, Chang and Jeff are smoking cigars and reading other people's uh, assignments like Pierce. Yeah, I am not It a seems teacher. to get worse and worse that this is this should not be happening at all. It feels like, uh, no. Yeah, I f- I'm not a teacher, but I feel like there is some sort of rule he is breaking right now by doing this. I would assume so. Something like a, a HIPAA for for healthcare people. There should be like a a SIPA for schools. Okay. I don't know what any of the words mean in HIPAA or apparently SIPA. School intelligence. Oh. Okay. No, informational is better. School informational privacy and protection act. Actually, no, that works. Mm-hmm. That yep. actually might be the real one. What it, what it just do, um, but it does do I work. Need to Google, we should have do a I need to Google HIPAA right here. Yeah, why not? I th- I don't even know if it has two P's or two A's. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was I was uh, I was assuming it was two P's. It is definitely two A's. <laughs> oh, we, we've 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 made a podcast ghost of many of a listener, my friend. Very much so. HIPAA is the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Okay. Not <laughs> any of them. Well, I got act correct. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Didn't even get information. I assumed information was correct. It seemed like, it, you know, information just felt right. I mean, I, I work in IT. The I is always information. It's always information. We're, we're dealers of information is what we are. It's the information age, baby. Woo-woo. It's not the insurance 
age. It kind of is. Moving on. I made it kind myself of has sad. always been the insurance age. So yes, yeah, so they're reading. They're reading Pierce's paper, and uh, Pierce is. I don't remember what the point of the essay is, but he's. He he says that he learned technology at uh, uh, Tienda de Manzana, which the is Apple the store. Apple Store, which I do kind of like. But also, so the they read the first part in English. So is this whole paper just like English until he gets to a few Spanish words like Tienda de Manzana? Based on my understanding of what Chang has taught them, yes. <laughs> okay, that that actually tracks they are laughing at pierce because pierce mentioned earlier he's been married seven times so they are like how did this guy get married seven times like who does that who marries this guy and that takes chang from laughing to sobbing inconsolably just broken down the captions just listed it as high pitched sobbing it's a fair enough description of it. Uh, this is not Jeff's strength to console somebody who is high-pitched oh, no. sobbing. Somebody, oh, is, boy, somebody is crying actual tears. Jeff is not prepared yeah, for this. He's like, oh, hey, hey bu- buddy, don't stop. Hey. That's what um, I say to my cat when he's uh, licking his belly too much. Uh-huh. That's also what I say when, when my cat is thinking about possibly throwing up a hairball. Who knows? hasn't done it yet still thinks about it yeah but he uh he's like i gotta go to accounting so i'm not i'm not going to strip clubs with professor whitman you better not be (laughs) uh chang just wants him to keep filling the void in his soul and says let me rest gently on your pecs i mean to be fair if joel McHale was like Sup, Ben? You want to rest your head gently on my pecs? I'd be like, yeah, I do. Yeah, that would be it's, nice, actually. It's it's 2020, man. Like, We've soothe, all had a day. Soothe, soothe me a bit while I rest my head gently on your pecs, please. We'll both wear uh, face masks so we don't give each other corona. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just assume... Uh, oh this is the post times okay i just assume he's immune to all diseases because have you have you seen joel McHale? yeah he's too handsome to be sick i agree with that actually he's too handsome we have to protect him in the study room shirley is saying that she's she's done with pierce's bullcrap she's just gonna write down her speech on some note cards and call it a day. Mm-hmm. This is after her uh, Pierce tells her that the best way to finish a presentation is a Nicholson quote. Like, you can't handle a moist towelette. Pierce also um, is sort of a, a, there are basically three moments in this episode about this. Like, it's like a D plot almost. Pierce feels that the reason people think Jeff is funny is because of the chair he sits in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we glossed over the whole thing where uh, Jeff basically Jeff tells the cool same joke yeah. that Pierce tries to do and and Jeff gets a laugh. So with and Jeff Pierce not is like, here, is it the chair? Right. So with Jeff not here, he's like, I'm going to sit in this chair. And sure enough, he tells a joke and people actually laugh at it. Yeah, people are like, yeah, that's pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not laugh out loud or anything, but everyone's like, no, yeah, actually that one works. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. So Shirley is gonna write her speech on some cards, and Pierce is just like, okay, just don't let let anybody know I was involved with this. We also find out back in the the rat plot that the exterminator is coming for Five All, um, specifically because Five All yeah. is out in the the uh air ducts and whatnot so they've got a they've got to bring in an an exterminator to literally kill this rat right um so this this causes an argument between abed and troy because because abed really wants troy to help and troy's like real friends are friends that help me which is take it from a homecoming king yeah which is remarkably self-centered um for troy who is kind of growing towards the light if we'll we'll go like a like a sunflower if we want to go like that right so abed goes off on his own to look for fievel we and cut he kind back. of runs away like not crying but singing the song in an in like a sad way right it's very sad everybody's upset about it also so, pierce leans back in the chair and it breaks right uh so the power just of the make chair sure was short-lived sh- yeah just want to make sure that a, a chevy chase pratfall got its 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 due we cut to the, uh, I think it's just the the cafeteria, sort of redressed as sort of a dance hall, like it's, yes, it absolutely you know, is elementary school sock hop. I mean, that's um, kind of how all of Greendale's dances are. The dean is introducing. Uh, he's like, we had a, a successful Green Week, um, and uh, we anyways, <laughs> we we did it. Anyways, here's Green Day, and by the way, it's not the real Green Day. Just want to rip that band aid off right now. And then the band comes out. Um, there, I think there's some booing in yeah. the crowd. Now, now let me just posit this. There's no way that this Green Day has never had this reaction to them before. Their band name is designed to be confusing. I, hmm. I mean, I, I feel like on the one hand, you when you go searching to book Green Day. Yes. I don't think you're like, oh, well, okay, hold on a second. This this is a major typo, but I'm going to book them anyways. So here, let me offer a counterpoint, because okay. this is, what, six, seven years ago when this was generated? This Maybe was you couldn't 2009, 2010. Oh. Okay, cool. 10 to uh-huh. 11 years ago. <laughs> um Maybe the dean and the dean, it is the dean. So maybe the dean called and said, I would like to have Green Day come and play at our campus. And no one ever checked any of the contracts. Okay. Eh, that's fair. I'll, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> I've been, I've been a, f- a far too reasonable co-host this week. Do I've you, gotten you to say, I'll, I'll allow it this time. Do so you many think times. that the Irish folk band Green Day exists solely to make money off of green day the pop punk band see now i think we're finally getting to it i think this is the real so they know they know they've they're just trying to get that green day money but they go with the green day money and they know Mm -hmm. they're gonna get the booze but Mm -hmm. they play the show and they're not bad so people are like okay i'll dance to this and then everybody's happy and then boom you get some money from that do you think they have a song called American Idiot so that I when when so. they get called for a booking, um, they'll, they'll be like, we want to book Green Day. By the way, 
um you you guys can you guys can make sure you do the song american idiot right and then they're like yep absolutely we've we've got that we wrote a song called that specifically for the uh situations like this i hope they don't say it like that because that that seems very uh very uh conspicuous and then they the whole song is about how americans are idiots who pay them money sure by not reading the contract I didn't it tracks. I didn't notice a vocalist. So <laughs> So <laughs> I think you, they're all you've instrumentals. Heard, you've heard two songs by them. Uh-huh. I there didn't could see be a vocalist. vocalist. There okay. There are plenty of bands with two uh instrumental songs sure. that also have a that just happen to fit that, in somewhere out there. Yes, of course. We have we all <laughs> <laughs> any song can be put to somewhere out there if you try hard enough so <laughs> cheng shows up because jeff texted him uh right. and and cheng's like cool yeah let's hang out and jeff says well actually it's not the reason i texted you yeah jeff has arranged for the first song to be dedicated to senior and senora chang who is there as a surprise to chang and he's like she said she didn't want to talk to me, Jeff says. I didn't tell her you wanted to talk. And then they do a whole dance. Uh-huh. So so this is kind of Green Greendale uh Greendales. See, now I've gotten I've gotten uh-huh. it. It's all green now. Uh this is community's way. Uh it does this a lot where it kind of ties all the plots together in a song. Um mm-hmm. so we kind of get like three of the plots getting to their conclusion now. Um, right. While this is all happening, Abed is singing for Fivel, uh, as he saw, uh, Fivel run into the floor vent in the halls. And, uh, Shirley is also giving her speech at this exact moment. Right. So it cuts back and forth between all these, these plots. Green Day with the E's on the end are playing an Irish jig and, uh, you know, while Chang and his wife are, dancing to it despite the fact that they he specifically said they met at a salsa dance so i kind of assumed that like that's the kind of thing they know how to do but maybe Mm -hmm. maybe they know a lot of dances who knows maybe they are on so you think you can dance season two based on what i understand from the (laughs) i like the specificity (laughs) of that season i was i was trying to think of what season would have been on at the time and um i i'm i'm willing to go with that would have been um, season five. Sure. Let's go with that. Um, I will say that I think <laughs> that based on my understanding of their relationship and Jeff's, like, he's not here to talk, he's here to dance. It seems like that is the one thread that kept that relationship around. So maybe they were like, okay, salsa dancing is great, but what about... Tango. We need to know all the dances. Yeah, because okay. otherwise our relationship's going to fall apart, which it did because, you know, he couldn't dance anymore because he had a job. Okay. Or maybe they were trying to get on So You Think You Can Dance season. I mean, either of these could five. be absolutely correct. Which one do you think is correct, listeners? We'll have a poll on Twitter. Oh, I forgot to check the results of our poll about boy bands. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> hold on this is this is very important my favorite part is we're at the climax of the episode and it's like well hold on we gotta stop and see what we talked about two weeks ago it's very important because this is 
Uh, this was a, a very important poll. Okay. Well, I, I'm looking at it. Okay. If you are. Okay. Here we go. Uh, final results: fifteen votes, which is fifteen more votes than it deserved. To be fair, I know we both voted in with this. with zero percent, ninety eight degrees. No votes for ninety eight degrees. No, in the cliche. no votes. With twenty seven percent of the votes, O Town. With thirty three percent of the votes, In Sync. Mm-hmm. Leaving forty percent of the vote for Backstreet Boys. That seems like a pretty fair vote, I think. I, I was a little surprised at how many votes O-Town got myself. but uh, <laughs> And now you know. So, okay, back to the important climax of this episode. <laughs> the, so, the mid-climax break we always have when we're talking about community. It's important to take a, a, a break mid-climax because... <laughs> did we? Did, am I on a different podcast with you right now? So I'm just going to break this down into, yeah. into the individual parts. Chang and his Sounds wife are dancing. Um, and then they sort of at the end of it all uh, make out just, just really, really hard on the dance just floor. All, all over each other. Abed is singing to Fievel, uh, which matches up with the Irish uh, folk tune that mm-hmm. Green Day is playing in just a very beautiful like it works out so well. Yeah, it's very nice. Somewhere out there, someone saying a prayer. It's almost like they scripted it to make this happen. Troy joins Abed in this in a true show of friendship, and they do a duet, and that somehow coaxes Fival out. Mm-hmm. And he crawls immediately up Troy's pants, but uh, Troy manages to uh, get a hold of Fievel and put him in the cage and, you know, only freak out kind of a lot, but he manages to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Shirley is giving her speech, which is originally not going well. Yeah, because she's using she, the cards right in front of her cards. face and trying to, with the ums and the likes and stuff. The, the professor is even like, you gotta lose the cards. And so she sees Pierce eating a sandwich in the cl- in the back of the class, which I honestly think is Pierce making a point. I don't think this was a like, oh, it would be funny like if I- I'm just eating a sandwich. Oh, I'm gonna watch. I think he was there uh-huh. for that reason. Exactly. So he she she sees him eating the sandwich, and so she she does the hand a sandwich motion. She says the brownies are orgasmic. Like she, she follows all of his advice and including here's Brownie at the end as the Nicholson (laughs) quote, which is so dumb because she also pushes her hair back and it's already (laughs) back. It's so good. All these plots kind of come together while the song comes together with, uh, with Shirley giving the speech, which Mm. by the way, I, I had the captions on the captions did not really care at all about Shirley's speech. Most of it. Most of the captions were like, here's the lyrics to somewhere out there. This is what Fair we're enough. focusing on. Uh, so about half of Shirley's speech did not make it into the captions. We see what the it captions was mostly think about is brownies. important. <laughs> Put it that way. You've seen one Napster of brownies. You've seen them all. So Exactly. That's why uh, everybody's coming to the angel investor, investor meetings now. Hey, you also have a Napster for brownies? Oh, God. Give me something original. 
Like the Kazaa for brownies. Exactly. I want to give, give my me, money to something original like the Kazaa brownies. Give me that sweet lime wire of brownies. Yes, I would like one brownie, please. Oh, what? It is Ebola. Cool. That's what the lime wire. What? <laughs> the, uh, like how many lime wire it was full of viruses? Well, all of them were. That was the point like, of them. You download Lincoln Park sure. in the end. And it was a virus that ended KBPS your computer.mp3.exe. And then you yeah. open it. And it's an exe, which ruins your computer because it was the end of the computer. Uh huh. So if you ordered a brownie off of the Kazaa of brownies, you would not get a brownie. You would get Ebola. I see. I see what you're going for. The joke okay. made sense, Mike. This one's on you. My one my delivery was perfect. Now, listeners, was the joke on was the failure on me on that one? Here, we'll have a Twitter poll to vote. But yes. Anyways, I like how all of these bits come together because. It is, it's a fun way to do this because all of the plot points are kind of coming together Yeah. while the music is overlapping to, you know, a, a very uh, interesting somewhere out there Irish folk tune right. sort of thing. And, and it it's works really well. It works really well. And it's something that I think community does. And again, I don't remember a lot of it because i'm kind of in this mind space but i feel like they do it quite a bit where these three things come together in a, in a specific piece of music so chang set, uh, gets up on stage and he's like i you know i want to thank jeff for you know helping out um no more 20 page essays due on monday um but here's one for you jeff you should write a paper on taking advantage of sad people and uh, so no one has to do this essay anymore. And it's huzzah. It's great. I hope nobody started it because Annie feels like mm -hmm. she's already started it. Yeah. I mean, it's Annie. She probably is like 15 pages through that essay. Yeah. And while Jeff is giving a very sentimental moment where he, I mean, it's sentimental, but kind of rude because he's, he yeah. says, I thought hanging out with you guys was the worst way to pass, pass Spanish. I was wrong. And in the middle of this, Pierce comes up and he's like, I know your secret. I know about the chair. And then just walks off and Jeff has no idea what just <laughs> happened. It's true. Everyone's thankful that everything's fixed. And Jeff's like, why are you standing next to me? Go dance. And everybody dances to Green Day. Mm -hmm, that classic Green Day song, American Idiot. Exactly. We get the closing tag. Uh, Troy and Abed are getting ready for a water gun fight. With these really badass, like super soakers style, yeah, huge water big guns. ones, just full of water, ready to go. Pierce shows up with a little, you know, one of those little crappy, like transparent, um, yeah, water pistols that you got at like birthday parties that just really sucked. And they laugh at him, and he just shoots him in the face with pepper water, and then mm -hmm. walks off. And, and and that's and that's Troy, it. That's the tag. Troy asks the the time honored question: Who puts pepper in water? And I'm here to answer that with Pierce Hawthorne. Pierce Hawthorne. Yeah, that's that's the tag, and that's the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for grades. You know, I think this this episode is actually really good. Uh, I know that I just said actually, but I do think it's very good. 
Um, I really, really like the community thing of like tying tying the plots at the end together in a way that brings everybody back together. And the fact that it's on, you know, an Irish jig while somebody is singing somewhere out there, the fact that that all was constructed to work together really, really works for me. Um, all the plots are pretty good. I, I mean, Chang's kind of a dick, but that's, you know, a usual thing for him. Pierce is actually gets to show off some of his actual strength. Um, even if he's kind of a, you know, like as we discussed a little bit, um, I think this is a really strong episode personally. Um, um, when I think of community, this is one of the ones that in the early things that I think of, like, yes, this is what I think of when I think of community, there are some pieces of it that are, you know, a little meta, but not super meta. So I, I, I really like it. Um, I'll give it an A minus. Okay. I really love this episode. I think there is just... I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, like I said, I I, ca- I called Pierce's little obsession with Jeff's chair like a D plot almost. I mean, there's so right. much going on in this episode because you've got the Green Day thing, you've got the Chang and Jeff thing, you've got Shirley's speech, you've got the uh, Fievel thing. There's so much stuff going on. And yet it works because it does get all really tied up there right at the end through the power of song. And, and I, I mean, I just can't get over how well Troy and Abed singing somewhere out there to a, an Irish folk song actually works. Like it's really, really good. I kind of want to hear like a, a Irish folk, like professional, you know, not intercut with Shirley's speech about Brownie Napster or whatever, but like <laughs> a full version of the song, just like right. traditional Irish style. I think that'd be a lot of fun. It's so good. Everything about this episode is phenomenal. I am actually going to give it an A plus because okay. I have no complaints about this episode. Um, I know we've talked before about kind of how to, how one grades community when so many episodes are just so good. Yeah. And I definitely think that there are better episodes of Community, but um, if last week's episode, uh, Debate 109, um, mm-hmm. like that was, that was you know, Community really fine, like sticks the landing where it's like, boom, here's, here's us being really clever and good and just amazing. It just hits the ground running with this episode. Um, two great episodes in a row, everything yeah. about this is is great i mean i i don't have any complaints about this episode um i think it is phenomenal um it gets an a plus like i'm chang and it was hanging out with me after my wife left boom you nailed it nailed it um but we want to know what you all think about this episode you can do that many ways you can tweet at us at good greendale you can go to our website goodmorninggreendale.com, uh, not goodmorningenvirodale, because while right, I'm happy to make that joke, I'm not willing to pay for that domain name exactly. just for this one. So yeah, you can find a contact form um, on that website to send us a note. Uh, it also has links to stuff like our Patreon, um, mm-hmm. which uh, we do actually have a new patron this week. Oh, awesome. So we want to thank Andrew Baker for... Uh, becoming a a supporter of Good Morning Envirodale. Thank and you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. 
I think that is everything that we've got I for think this so. week. I think, I think we've given everybody a lot to think about. We've certainly given me a lot to edit. So <laughs> That's always <laughs> true. Yeah. So uh, that'll do it for us here. Until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.